Hello, Aquaville Radio. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Talk Appella. I'm one half of your host, Brian Alexander. Joining me as always is Alicia Edwards. And I can't even say my name right, Brian. Oh, man, it's going to be one of those episodes already, huh? Uh, Boy, you know so, what? We all have those days where we're struggling just a bit. Well, so- I told you already, but for our listeners, one thing I've always been super self-conscious about is my teeth. So I just got these aligners, basically Invisalign, and my dentist is doing the treatment. And I've had them on for almost a week. And I have this really terrible lisp and it has steadily gotten worse. See, I'm I'm starting to hear it a lot more now as you speak. (laughs) Well, I was talking to one of my coworkers, okay? And Mm -hmm. I told her about it and she was like, it's not that noticeable. And then I said the word access and she she goes, "Uh oh, "Oh, say that again. And I was like, nope. And I tried to think of another word for it that would be less lispy and I got nothing. So for all of our listeners, you are welcome to laugh at me and make fun of me because if I'm being honest, I would do the same to you. Please send us all your comments, you know, via Twitter, email on how you think Alicia sounds on this episode because I'm just, I'm having a break I know, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I need to like speak slowly Mm because then I can like sort of get my S's out. The issue with that, the more you think about it, the more more likely to do it. So (laughs) it's not just going to be this episode. It's going to be like for the next at least two months. Oh, perfect. Perfect way to end the summer months here. So yeah, I'm okay so with that. So you're welcome. <laughs> you know what? It's going to add an extra layer of entertainment to the show. So I got no problem with sure. that. Sure. <laughs> it's like when I make fun of you for saying things differently. Yeah, you know, I get that as well. So hey, I'm not immune to it. I'm okay with I'm it. I'm trying to remember what the word was from last no, episode. We, we I can't remember it. what it was. <laughs> I think it's the perfect time to start talking about acapella at this point. I think that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> well, awesome. So we have... Have a wonderful guest today. Our guest today is a member of 8B Measure at RIT, as well as a current member of Hyena Sound. Joining us from Cape Cod is Jarrell Green. Jarrell, how are you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, and I'm excited to be here, guys. I am loving that shirt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. For our listeners out there that can't see it, like Jarrell is like dressed up in this wonderful attire, and we're I'm looking fairly basic out. right now. So he's the most dressed up out of all of us right now. It's so true. It's, yeah, Jarrell, how are you doing today? We're so happy to have you on the show. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I am doing really well. It's been a pretty hectic summer. I'm pretty sure. It's Everyone can attest to, but... What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I can't really get my um, can't really, you know, go out and do the normal things right. like you know you right. normally want to do. But you know, I'm fortunate to be in this situation, and you know, I've been doing pretty well. So I right, got a okay. question just off the bat, just based off of that. What is the biggest thing you're missing right now in terms of you know being able to go out or socialize? What's that one biggest thing that's just like ah, oh, I need that in my life right now? Man, just definitely just going out and just any type of public space i mean i just miss <laughs> hanging out with friends that's been the biggest thing that yeah. i've missed i don't think i've hung out with at least outside of the group i hang, hung out with friends that i know and that i'm usually hanging out with i think since maybe march <laughs> it's been a long time i'm just going Wait, out so have you been getting together with your groups well i've only been together with Heine sound we've been quarantined and we've all been covid tested and we've just been here living together oh, for the man. summer but oh mm-hmm. wow yeah it's very fortunate that's pretty cool 
Yeah, I'm actually currently in the house with them now. I told them to leave me alone while I'm in here. So that they don't That's so kind of them to allow you to do all of this and, you know, not have TVs blasting or parties or whatever yeah. you guys. Oh, so I mean, pretty... actually, right before y'all started, they had the TV on 70 and I forgot to close the door. So. <laughs> so I... Close call. I had to give my look to them as I was closing the door because the living room's right there. So I was just like, guys, mm. come on. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And man, you're alluding to a lot of things I'm really curious to hear about. But for our listeners out there, we know a lot about you since, you know, you're obviously our guest. We do a lot of background research, things like that. But for our listeners who might not be as familiar with your dealings in acapella, can you tell us about your background in acapella and music? Sure. Yeah. So I've been involved in acapella, I want to say, since I was in the seventh grade. It was around the time I think the sing-off kicked off or it was a pretty big deal. And I think I got involved because my music teacher was telling me about the U of R Yellow Jackets and they're from my hometown and she was saying, oh, I'm starting a acapella group with them. You should join. And I said, sure. I didn't know anything about acapella at this point. I just said, I'll sing. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. And yeah, after that, they did workshops at our school and I sang with them. And it was oh, actually cool. interesting. We got to do a, I think it was a benefit concert for this kid named Sam who he had a cancer and we were doing this concert for him. And there were thousands of people that were donating to him and they were we were raising all this money for him. And the one thing that I never actually realized was that I got to sing with Penn before oh, they man. like blew up and not many awesome. people can say they sang with them and no. in fact i'm sure very few people so i mean <laughs> i'm a little bit jealous it was like fresh off of their win so it was, it was like fresh off of their thing yeah. so i had no idea who they were but i knew they sounded really good <laughs> and <laughs> i i like bringing it up simply because i like to say that i got a shirt signed by them but i oh, washed the awesome. shirt so all the signatures are gone no. there's like so it's like there's this faint image of one signature that's left and i'm like i like to keep that and say that's a signature it's not a that's i didn't thing. wash it like i swear it's a signature like that's it <laughs> it's just like who is this shirt signed by tonic what is, uh, why do you have this shirt it's crazy too because the shirt had this uh my school was number 58 so there was a big 58 on the back and they all signed it mm-hmm. but it's starting to wear and tear so it's the 58 is scratching off so uh-huh, the uh-huh. signature just looks like part of the shirt <laughs> so it's just uh, so it's like, you created a new design there. So with acapella gaining a lot of steam, as you're talking about the sing-off, and we know Pitch Perfect was huge, and basically acapella groups are on every campus, almost everywhere now in the country. But the really interesting idea in your case is we have this idea of acapella being present at like a private research institute, which is what Rochester Institute of Technology is. And I'm curious, in what ways, if any, would you say has the campus kind of influenced the identity or style of 8-beat measure? Because I know you with 8B, you guys do some really cool, interesting type of music. So has the campus like influenced you all sound or the culture there? Yeah, so we're a part of this. We're a pretty decent sized community. There's about seven acapella groups, including us. Wow. Yeah, it's not something you really hear when you think of RIT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, at least for my group, I'm the music director. And I think we like to pride ourselves on trying to be like a pretty good group. I also kind of pride ourselves on just all of us not really being music majors, because I think that was a big thing that we all always watch different acapella groups. And we always watch different styles of acapella groups and say, oh, what can we do that they do? Or we'll even take ideas from the groups within our community 
community or within our school and just say, what do these guys do or that we can do better? Or what's some warm ups we can do? And I think the biggest thing that we've taken away is that we like to kind of take some ideas, some of those sounds and try to integrate it into our own and see if we can be similar to people who are taking music classes or who are engaged in a music major or have that access to it because our school doesn't have that many resources in terms of music or if you want to get a degree or try to get more of that knowledge side of it but that does go to show I do have a couple of guys in the group that have music theory background who play instruments and they have that type of experience with it so I'm fortunate to be working with a lot of talented individuals and even though that's not their major study they still have really great understandings of music and acapella in general so I can definitely say that that has translated into our group so in terms of and I'm trying to process everything you just mentioned here in terms of the music that's present there on campus does RIT have a dedicated music program per se so yeah I think they actually recently which I was kind of upset about personally because I was like I've been here for years but they recently started a music scholarship for people who want to do music because I think our school has just now started the transformation of we want to bring in more uh, creative arts into our school and we want more people who are interested in that to come to our schools we do have different ensembles and we have different groups that do things like that as well but in terms of program not as much I would say I gotta ask slight tangent but you were talking about how you were working with these different members who have music theory background but like not everyone is studying something related to music what is packaging science? Good question. Yes. Okay. So I, I'm actually really excited because barely anyone asked me. So I'm like really excited. Uh, <laughs> well, it's on your bio. <laughs> cool. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, so packaging science, there's uh, a major at our school. It's not a lot of colleges offer it. So it's a really high demand for industries. But essentially what we learn about is different materials that you can think of that a package is made of. So it could be a corrugated box or it could be a plastic bottle or bubble wrap or any types of things like that. And we learn about how they're made, what goes into them, why they are the way they are. And then we take it further by talking about how shipping with those products work or how certain materials work for food and drug industries and why other materials work better for medical and what you have to do to make sure a product doesn't get damaged before it gets to you so like amazon's a big example like there's a lot of packaging mm -hmm. science that goes into that so this is interesting this is the very first time i've ever heard someone mention anything to do with the work that i do on a regular basis corrugated stuff yeah our, our, awesome. this is a completely side note here wait Not now i want i don't understand what you do i thought you, were, you worked in marketing i i am a marketing manager but this is really interesting because our company makes printers that print for corrugated printing thermal imaging things like that and this is the first person i've ever heard had anything to do with my line of work so this is really cool okay, cool factor question. just went up 20 times more, so. follow up yes. <laughs> you said that you were upset that the school is starting to bring in like music because they're looking at recruiting students who have a more creative background and that you were kind of upset by that because you've been there for a while. I'm curious if that had happened prior to you starting college there, do you think you would still be studying what you're studying now? I do. Just just for curiosity's sake. I think I would have went for it. I believe I would have. I think if it was introduced when I got into college, I would have pursued it over packaging science. That's also just because I didn't know packaging science existed until 
I was going through <laughs> undergraduate and kind of finding different majors. Well, I didn't know it existed either until today. <laughs> hey, we learned something new though. That's cool, man. At Maybe. least, at least not like the specific major. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I am glad that I'm in it though because there is a lot of cool things that I've learned and yeah. it's really applicable to a lot of situations that are happening and I'm kind of glad that I'm the behind the scenes guy of, oh, I know right. why this right. works or I know why that's the way it is. It's always good to have those different dynamics in the group. I'm like, clearly music is what binds everyone together, but just all these different nuances is really fascinating. And I love the way it just kind of helps to build and develop a group. And speaking of the group, you mentioned a little bit earlier how the group is really invested in acapella. You guys spend time looking into other groups, doing a lot in terms of preparation. And that's really fascinating because I know acapella, sometimes it can be a challenge for groups in terms of buying. Not all groups are always just equally passionate about acapella or, you know, sometimes they want to let's completely move away from everything we've seen and do our own thing. And others just like, no, it's a good building block in terms of how we want to structure the things that we do. And I'm just curious in terms of the direction and to speak artistically, you know, what have the conversations been like for you all in terms of the music that you're doing, the goals that you set for the group? What are those conversations like typically? So you like hit the nail right on the coffin with that one i think it's truthful to say that we've definitely had moments where it was hey uh maybe we have a little bit of a motivation lack or there's a little bit of a disconnect with what we're trying to accomplish and i think what we try to do is we have a lot of end of semester meetings a lot of mid-semester meetings and it's a lot of communication between myself the business manager we also have a president and we're kind of this leadership council in our group we try to schedule these meetings and with the entire group just to say hey guys guys, so this is a new semester, or this is the middle of the semester, this is the end of semester. What are everyone's individual goals? Like, what do you guys want to do for this semester, for the year? What did you guys like about this semester? Or what do you want to do differently? So it's a lot of group communication. I think that's the biggest thing is we just try to make sure we're all communicating with each other so that we're all on the same page of what we want our group image to be because i think with a lot of groups a lot of the groups change every year so it's not always going to be the same couple of people on the leadership it's not going to be the same people in the group so i think it's as a group it's important to highlight what we want our group goals to be for that year for that semester some years it'll be oh we want to perform iccas or we want to do a lot of performances off campus or hey we want to try to record a single or maybe we want to record an album or hey maybe we just want to focus on a end of year concert so i think that's been the thing is constantly having that group conversation and that also helps us with our motivations because for the most part we'll have a group motivation because we'll all know what we're working towards i think that's what a lot of our conversations have been like just how are we doing what's our thing what's our thing for the year and that's awesome that you guys really bring all of that and keep it top of mind and i'm curious because i know a lot of groups have these conversations especially with turnover and you have to have those conversations you know where do we go from this what do you guys do specifically or things that you feel like you a b measure does that that's really cool or that's really good in terms of feedback because it's really easy to solicit ideas but it's another thing to really put them into practice is there anything practically that you guys do on a regular basis 
basis that just really helps momentum? Yeah. So I, for myself personally, I've only been a music director for one semester. I was on an internship last semester and I'm going back into the this semester. But one thing that I've done, I think, as like an MD is that I try to kind of set up the space for people if they if they ever want to message me or if they ever want to pull me aside if we're in a rehearsal and it's a break and they ever have any like comments about how I'm doing or maybe there's something that someone wants to specifically work on, whether it be a vocal thing or, hey, or someone will, I remember last semester and one of our members pulled me aside and just said, hey, I have some ideas for a uh, different vocal thing, like warm-ups that we can do, because I think that my voice hasn't really been warmed up that much. And there's some things that I would like to try to do to attack that. And I would just take that and try to integrate it into our warm-ups. I think that we have a rehearsal feedback channel where usually we use Discord for a lot of our interactions so we can set up different channels and stuff. So one of them was rehearsal feedback and general feedback. So people can go in and just say, I liked how we did this in rehearsal, or I think we could spend less time in transitions between song and song, or I think that we can do a better job in uh, vocal warm downs or all these other things. And we also have LC meetings and people, and we always open it to the entire group to kind of come in. So they can see what we're talking about. If they have any questions or if they want to interject anything, we usually try to make that as open as possible so that all of our members can put in their two cents whenever they can. Can I just say that that was the first Discord reference I've heard that didn't deal with gaming? I'm curious, how is 8-beat measure moving forward in light of COVID? Because I know, I mean, you're in New York. Right. And early on, New York was a huge hotspot. Right. I'm curious as to how that has affected the dynamic of the group. And I mean, maybe even the dynamic of the school. Yeah, I mean, we're actually going to be having a meeting pretty soon. I think with the, uh, me and a couple of the guys, we're going to be having a meeting just talking about all of those things. It has been a real damper. It's, oh, yeah, it's been I'm sure. really hard to add as because just how fast everything just transitioned from oh we're gonna be doing all these things we're planning our concerts well now everything's virtual and then now we're going into the beginning of the year and RIT has been consistently trying to create these new standards and saying well you guys need to do this you guys need to do that and for me it's been hard and a little frustrating just because we don't I'm still trying to figure out what rehearsals are going to look like if there's going to be rehearsals at all I think one of uh, our president was saying that I think the best thing we can do if group meetings are allowed or acknowledged and are allowed this week are probably just gonna have to wear masks try to keep distance from each other while trying to be able to rehearse so that's the one thing that I know that we've put out there as a very possible solution that we put into action in terms of concert that's probably not going to happen just because i think rit said that they're cutting the semester early too so we'll probably not have a concert but we're still i think we're still working in everything else but i know for a fact that if we do meet up in person it'll be in a mask safe distance from each other i'm personally trying to figure out if we should rehearse outside rather than be in a enclosed space so that's kind of what we're looking at right now awesome Yeah, best of luck with all of that. And on that note, we do unfortunately have to take a short commercial break, but we're going to come back and continue speaking with Jarrell Green of 8-Bean Measure, and maybe we can learn a little bit more about Hyena Sound coming up. So we will be right back on Talk Capella. 
We here at Acaville love acapella podcasts. We noticed there was something missing. Really, there wasn't a forum where multiple people in the industry could get together and talk about topics and conversations about how they're handling all the latest and what's going on in the world and how it impacts them in acapella. Enter Polyphony, hosted by Acaville founder, Aaron Director, and myself, Rachel Schoenbaum. Polyphony blends voices in the acapella space. Tune in Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and hear how voices in the community blend in discussion. And welcome back to Talk Appella, everyone. That's right. We are here with Jarell Green, who is a member of 8-Beat Measure out of the Rochester Institute of Technology. However, he's not only a member of that group, he's also a member of another group called Hyannis Sound. So Jarell, for those who have not heard of Hyannis Sound... How would you describe it? Yeah, sure. So Highness Sound is a 10-man professional acapella group. We are pretty much a group of college-aged kids from around 18 to 24. We've been performing every summer since 1994. We've been a group that performs. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, insane. We've been doing this for about, this like our 26th year, I think, right now. Yeah. That is amazing. And how long have you been involved? In um, so this is my second year in the group. So I've only been, okay. I first got in last year. So still pretty okay, new. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. I'm like, that sounds like the dream, like just to like go away for a summer and just to sing acapella uh, with, yeah. I'm like, I wish I would have done that. That would be so fun. Yeah, it's really, it's uh, really amazing. So what inspired your decision to audition for Highness Sound? So I actually was, this was actually during, I think my college group, we were recording our album and I got a friend request and then I got a message from uh, Matt Goldstein, who was in the group from 2017 to 2019. He reached out to me and said, hey, name's Matt. I'm the music director of this group kind of sound he reached out he told me that he reached out to my previous music director when i was in college when i was a sophomore and he reached out to him and asked if there was anybody that would be interested in this and my music director gave my name to him and he reached out to me and just kind of gave me the spiel of you'd be singing for a summer you'd get to sing with nine other guys you'd be doing about 30 40 songs a summer and send in an audition video and here i am two years later that's a really interesting idea when i think about the concept of hanging the sound it's just because i'm like normally when i talk to people because i, I love listening to you all's music i've listened been a fan for years and awesome. i always for some reason and you can feel free to correct me if the perception is completely different from your end as a member but i always always refer to you guys as like the all-star co college acapella group because <laughs> I think of like professional sports team and you get to draft different members and stuff. <laughs> Talent is like off the charts when it comes to the members of the group. Do you all see yourselves in a similar light at all? Or are you just like, hey, this is just more of an acapella experience for us, you know, just adds more to what we've been doing. Yes. I mean, we do have our auditions has expanded quite a lot. I think in the last couple of years, um, we've been able to get a lot of talented auditions come in from a lot of talented people from everywhere from across the country and from outside the country. And I mean, I think for us from being on the inside, we all are, I don't think we've actually kind of considered ourselves like, oh, we're the 
best of the best and we're doing all these things and we're fantastic. And I mean, there is the side of we know that we're definitely, I think, for me, I, I see it as we're, this is definitely the most group I've gotten to be a part of. But in, I think, uh, just like as a group as a whole, we kind of kind of take it a little more lightly and just say that we just all enjoy this thing. We all love acapella. We all enjoy being a part of this experience together because we're all pretty much learning from each other as musicians because some people are oh i was i'm a music director or i'm doing this i'm a leader and then we all come together and we're all a new thing we all pretty much start over and we're learning from each other and there's some things that we all get to get like different skills we get from each other and it's an amazing it's just an overall just growing experience for all of us that's a cool way to keep yourselves grounded. Sure. I, I like that, that you all are there just to continue learning and develop more of your musicianship. That's really awesome. Yeah, because I mean, I think when I got in last year, I had no idea what, I didn't know how to read sheet music and I didn't know. Yeah, I have a pretty good ear, but in terms of actual musicianship or like, oh, can you read sheet music? Do I know what a note is on the page? I barely knew how to do that. And just being in this group has helped me out a lot like there's so many people that are some people have perfect pitch or some people just know music theory and they're everyone's so nice and willing to just hey i i can help you out with these things or i can teach you a thing or two if you want to know about it and that's been the biggest thing is that this group always levels people up in terms of what they take away from it so i mean you've been involved with these two groups which is i mean impressive to say the least thank you so how would you describe the difference in terms of culture between 8-Beat Measure and Hyannis Sound? Both groups have, I think, a 20-plus year history, and they have a pretty distinct musical identity. So as someone who's been a part of both organizations, what is something you can share with us? Sweet, yeah. Uh, I like this question. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> definitely, I think the biggest are one of the most noticeable differences between, I think, 8-Beat measure and high in the sound is i think the rep that we do the music that we have in our rep a beat has a love for uh hip-hop or a love for pop or those types of songs and with high in the sound there's this wide variety of we'll go for songs from the 60s or we'll sing some stevie wonder songs or some ella fitzgerald uh, electric light orchestra or whatever we just look for all these classic songs from the 50s to the 2010s and that was a big thing that i noticed that was different between our groups is that the music that we that highness sound does is so wide in variety and also i think another difference is with highness sound there's a lot more time for music because with eight beat we, we okay. try to rehearse as much as we can we usually have three to four rehearsals a week with highness sound there's rehearsal every day <laughs> so there's <laughs> there's not a day where you're not rehearsing it's usually about like six hours every day yeah we have an entire boot camp thing where there's the first two weeks is just six hours a day two three two hour blocks of rehearsal every day for two weeks until our first show because yeah i gotta ask with that what do you do or how do you manage it so that your voice doesn't get tired from that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or how do you mitigate that? Oh, I wish I had the answer to that one. <laughs> so I think that's always the biggest thing is that what we try to do is we usually try to take, I think, our time after our third rehearsal where we will try to, for me, I kind of try to speak in a higher register because I usually 
my voice usually drops. Sometimes it'll drop into this really low spot in my vocal range, okay. and that kind of tends to tire it out. So I try to speak higher so that I'm not tiring okay. it. Water is the number one thing. We're drinking the gallons <laughs> of water a day because <laughs> that's the yeah. one thing that we know can at least keep our voices nice and warmed up. Right. Is also another thing. Sleep is usually, I think, the biggest challenge for all of us is because <laughs> when we're not rehearsing or we're not performing, we're trying to hang out with each other. And right. Next thing right. you know, it's midnight and we have to wake up in the morning to to sing. So we always try to find time to sleep, drink water, practice safe vocal things. Our music director is big on the voice and he knows a lot of different things about vocal health and what to do to keep your voice in a pretty healthy spot. But overall, our voices do get worn out even with all that just because... We're singing and, you know, I've had so many instances where I'm singing and um, I'll go for a note and that note's just not there. (laughs) It happens to all of us. It's really fun because we're all kind of just singing and sitting there and then someone cracks and it's the most hilarious thing ever. But we always try to to stay cool because we're like, we're singing in front of people. We got to keep a stay. We got to stay professional. But in the background, we're laughing. And after the show, we just bring it up. Hey, you you remember when you tried that thing and it just didn't work? That's so great. So another, between the two groups, you talked about how your musical repertoire is pretty substantially different. I'm curious as to what the process is with Hyannis Sound that goes into determining what that repertoire is. Right, yeah. That's a great question. A lot of our rep, we start thinking about it, I think around February, the the music director will send out an email and just say, we're going to start setting up our rep. So everyone usually gets about six to eight songs to suggest. Each member gets about six to eight songs that they can suggest to the group. What we usually base our set around is the audience that we're singing to, because we are based in Hyannis or Cape Cod, as people call it. And and for me, it's definitely a different place in terms of it's audience members. We usually get a lot of kids to teenagers to older gentlemen and older ladies and just older populations. So that's why we try to get cover those okay. wide ranges so we have music for everyone and that everyone can enjoy. So that's the biggest factor when we pick songs. We also try to pick songs that we think that, oh yeah, actually this is a big thing that's different. That's actually a big difference between, I think, this group and my group and a lot of collegiate groups is that we usually we pick songs that are for a soloist so okay. every person gets about two solos okay very yeah it's cool. it's it's really fun everyone gets a song it gets two songs that we know that everyone knows that they're gonna sound awesome on and it fits their voice style really well or if it's their performance energy or the way that they perform and that's another that's something we also look at when it comes to songs so when the actual set gets built there's usually about maybe 30 songs that we're all getting arrange and learn and it's fun because we're always looking forward to it and we already know that like everyone's gonna sound awesome on them and it's really it's just fun to look forward to that's interesting just for in terms of both groups really it seems like you all have really nailed down you know playing to your audience at the end of the day because you're right when 
I think back to the music that I've seen or heard by Hyena Sound, it, it feels very family friendly, sure. uh, high energy. It, it feels like it appeals to a wide audience. And then on the sense of eight beat measure, you all are definitely, it feels like a bit younger. It feels more current at times. So it seems like you all have considered a lot in terms of how to play uh, upon your strengths. So that's really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, uh, for sure. So one of the things I did want to bring up since we're talking a little bit about Hyena Sound, it's really hard to not be aware of the current climate with everything going on Absolutely. in the world, not just in terms of the pandemic, but we have so much going on in terms of, you know, equal rights and, you know, inclusiveness and all those different things. And we've discussed quite a bit with our previous guests, our own personal experiences in acapella as it relates to those matters. And this is something I found very interesting just because Hyena Sound, there's been conversations online that kind of fit this. And I'm really curious, you know, what would you say to the people who kind of have this mindset that Hyena Sound is kind of like a privileged experience almost just because typically unless you lived around Cape Cod, you know, during the summertime, summer months, you and, you know, outside of that, you only access that you have to Highness Sound is via YouTube or recorded CDs. And so with all the conversations going online about, you know, you all's recruitment, having broader appeal, the makeup of the group, what would you say to the people that feel that maybe the opportunities aren't as available to certain members of the acapella? Yeah, definitely. That's awesome question. For me, I resonate with it a lot just because um, last year that was something that I did bring up and we're working on it. That's just the truth that we don't. We This is a privileged experience. It is a fact that there in previous years that some members who we tried, who we called back couldn't make it because of either travel or from where they were from. They didn't have the money to trap, like travel to live auditions because we usually hold live auditions in Boston. And that's been something that almost kept me from being in the group because I didn't know how I was going to be able to actually get to live auditions. But in terms of this current climate, this is this is a privileged with this iteration we've had a bunch of conversations in terms of racial inequalities and the different gender hate crimes that have been happening and i think this year especially we've all tried to stay very current and honest with each other about what's happening in the real world because this like obviously this is a privileged experience but we with our platform we have to recognize that we are experiencing benefits that a lot of people aren't experiencing and the fact that we're even together is a miracle within itself so with I think our group's identity, for me, I can't personally speak on how past groups have actually felt about it, but there is obviously the image of the group is very privileged. It's hard to, especially in previous leaders, like you, it was hard to actually see a show or actually get to a show because we were so exclusively on this part of the, this one part of the world that's just known for being just really privileged and heavy on that side. And I think with this year, it was important that we brought up that, that conversation of recognizing that there are guys in this group that have privileges that um, other guys in the group don't. And there's guys in the group that have benefited from privileges even before getting in the group that other guys didn't have. Like I didn't have a lot of those experiences that guys in the group have had and i think the biggest thing that i was at least proud of for this group is that we've tried to be as public as possible with saying that we are recognizing at least those views that people do have and i think 
to some extent, those views are valid that what people see. But I also think it's important to know that we are, I think as a group, we're trying to broaden our audience. We've been talking for years, just trying to figure out reaching other people in the acapella community that are more than qualified to be in this group. There's Because we've seen it, there's so many different talented singers that we've seen because we watch a lot of collegiate acapella groups and we watch, we're always trying, we're always watching different performances because also guys come from different groups and groups that I've never heard of that I get to follow and they play their group's performances and there's so many different talented people that are out there that we've tried that's why we've tried to get on social media a lot and just like blasted instagram just say hey like this is a group that's happening and we're also working on making a travel fund um within highness sound so there's people that can't afford to get here and that we really want them to be here and if they get a call back like we're working to try to pay for their um travel to boston get them back that's from because it's a serious barrier and it, it sucks it, it really sucks that like that's mm-hmm. something that stands in the way of it and it's been huge that's an interesting concept that you bring up there in terms of the group trying to support the people that really want to be a part of it. Because a lot of times when we talk about acapella, we really talk about its accessibility. You don't need instruments. You know, you don't need to go these places in order to do it. You just need voices and you need someone to sing to at the end of the right. day. And so I'm finding it very fascinating the way that we're talking about what it it almost kind of feels like what it takes to be a part of the group. And I'm curious just for clarity's sake as a member is there a large financial expectation to being a part of the group or does that come from just you all gigging and performing on cape cod or is it there's like this element of not rent but some kind of financial expectation for in terms of the what it takes to be in the group we just i think the only things that we just look for is that there's you're somewhat passionate or interested in singing and want to explore your own vocal or musical abilities and grow as a person and we just look for people who are genuinely about themselves or genuine in terms of how they interact with other people that's what we, i think what we look for in members the most but i think financially we do have a lot of performances that we do get paid for throughout the summer and there are a lot of expenses in terms of the house that we live in we pay for the rent throughout the summer so a lot of the performances that we do make money off of go toward the the housing that we're in so that we can have a house for the next summer and keep the ball rolling with that. But in terms of what individual people have to do, they just have to come here and sing. That's <laughs> that's like the biggest requirement. Just come here and sing and just be ready to learn new things about yourself and discover new things and mm-hmm. just be open-minded and pretty much grow as a person. That's awesome. I'm glad that you cleared that up. I think there might have been some confusion kind of going on out there and I'm glad that we were able to actually get the gist of what what's going on with the groups. So Jarrell, you mentioned earlier that with Hyannis Sound you've been talking about diversity and what's going on in the world. Jarrell, you touched on this a little bit earlier with your time with Hyannis Sound, but overall from your own personal experiences, would you say that the groups that you've been associated with in acapella have a diversity issue? Oh, um, definitely. I would say that there's I don't think it's intentional, but I do think that it is an issue. I think with, and I've talked about it with Hannah Sound, I've talked about it with AB. There's definitely an issue with, I would say, non-white singers 
being in these groups or actually being a part of these types of experiences. Because for me, I'm, I think, at least in the highness sound, I think I was the fifth African-American to ever be in the group. I mean, it's 26 year history and I have no idea. I, I don't speak in terms of what that comes from, but I do know that it's definitely, I think, a diversity issue in terms of who we're reaching as an audience and who we're actually getting our sound to. I think that's been a big thing. I think, and that's also, I think, a big thing with a lot of acapella in general is that there's not a lot of music that I think acapella groups have or sounds acapella groups have that kind of cater toward different ethnic groups. I think there's a lot of singers that really don't get that opportunity because they'll look at maybe an image of the group and see, oh, they do only these songs or they only specifically do this, but maybe someone wants to sing a Selena song or maybe wants to, someone wants to sing Boys to Men, but that no no one really does it because that's not what that group's makeup is. And that's like a big diversity issue that we've had. And we have a member, his name is Christian Ramos, and he's from Puerto Rico. And we were trying to get together a Selena song because he wanted to really sing one. And we were like, we got to do a Selena song. I don't know if we'll do it this year, but I'm definitely pulling for it next summer to just in terms of timing, we definitely got to do it. But I think that's just been the biggest issue is that if more groups at least try to kind of venture out from that box of what acapella is. I think in terms of like doing a pop song or oh, I'm doing Harry Styles, I'm doing Troy Sivan, or I'm doing this, I'm doing that and saying, hey, let's try doing something different or hey, let's see if we can do our Earth, Wind & Fire song or hey, we've never done Neo before, let's try that or hey, like what's a group maybe reaching out to audience members and saying, hey, what do you guys want to hear us do or what do you guys, what's your favorite songs and I think ways to kind of break that barrier and also just like reaching out communicating with each other and just kind of saying hey like maybe we can try to incorporate some of these things a little more yeah and to go along with that i feel like it should be you know do it in a way that's not gimmicky it makes yep. sense i feel like a lot of times when you get these songs or these covers that really hit upon certain ethnic groups they're done with certain intentions behind it that aren't always just like you know for the love of music's like hey we gotta have this kind of song or we gotta play it up in a certain way right. so I, I i hear where you're coming from that's always been a little bit of my issue with it mm -hmm. and i'm curious about this one one last question i have for you in your opinion just because we get so many different answers when we bring this up this kind of conversation up on the show you know where does the burden lie on how we make significant change in this area do you feel it lies with a certain group of individuals or with the organization itself or the institution or what are your thoughts? I think the biggest, I think the biggest responsibility, I think, does lie with on the institution or on the group itself, because the group, obviously, they're the ones that are kind of experiencing this thing. They have this access to this whole community and have their identity set and they have all these different things going on and i think that individual members can of course have the conversations and can have these dialogues with each other and but i think if the change is going to come it's going to have to it's going to take groups efforts to really make that change happen because if the group doesn't actually commit to hey we're going to have this discussion about uh, racial injustice or hey we're going to have this discussion about the songs that we do or we're going to switch it up or we're going to change we're going to try to be more inclusive with the songs that we pick and be more respectful of the songs that we pick and we're going to try to reach out to more to other demographics that aren't just this specific thing i think that the actual change won't happen unless the groups actually go out and do it and I think that was something that Highness Sound has done this summer that's different because we've never 
actually publicly went out and said all these different things or said that we stood with all these people fighting against racial and gender injustice. And that was something that was brought up, I think, in the Facebook group that it was brought up on. And it was something that we all kind of looked at. We kind of looked at ourselves in the mirror and just said, yeah, that's you're right. And we didn't actually take that initiative. And it's time to actually do that now. Like We talk about it within ourselves, but if we don't talk about it with everyone else, then what's the point of having that conversation? So I think it does lie within yeah. us. And with that, it is unfortunately time for us to go to another commercial break. So don't go away. We will be right back here with Jarrell Green. Sure, we have tens of thousands of songs in our library, but I bet you have access to songs we don't have. If you're an artist, a group, or you happen to have a killer music library, then head over to our website. Send us some music. We'd love to play tunes we don't already have in the library, and it's always growing. In fact, most of the music that we receive, we get directly from groups and artists. So head on over to the website, akaville.org and hit submit your music we'd love to play it on our air and thanks for tuning back in to talk appella we have been speaking with Jarrell green he is a member of both eight beat measure out of rit as well as highness sound out of cape cod and man it's been a really engaging eye-opening just fun conversation and so we really appreciate him coming on the show now we get to have a little fun because now is the portion where we do our rapid fire questions. And so we have Ooh. 10 very random questions that we're going to ask Darrell. And hopefully we can throw them off a little bit and just kind of <laughs> learn a little bit more about them. So are you ready? I am ready, baby. All right. Alicia, are you ready? I'm always ready. All right. Qu- <laughs> question number one. What is your favorite performance moment? Ooh, favorite performance moment. I would have to say it was ICCA quarterfinals for my uh, college group. I was doing the, the final song and we were like closer and I got really into it. And I don't know why, but at the end of the song, I just like threw my glasses off my face <laughs> on stage. <laughs> <laughs> And it got really? people really excited. I don't know why, but it got people really amped up. And I was just in this, That's I was in so a daze. Funny. I was like, I just remember going to my mom afterwards and she just says, did you just throw your glasses on stage? I said, yeah. <laughs> Were you able to recover your glasses after that? Oh yeah. They like flew. They barely missed going off the stage. They were at like oh, the okay. front. So I like <laughs> went up and got them to, and ran off stage so that the next group could come on. But it was so funny. Not okay. part of Rapid Fire, but what song was it? So it was uh, Hollow by Kia Victoria. Okay. It's, it's, not, it's actually, it's actually on our uh, album too okay i'm gonna have to go listen to that one yeah same and then i'm gonna imagine you throwing your glasses <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i thought you were gonna tell us like some crazed fan ended up running off with him like i got his glasses but, no, i mean i also did have another moment in high and sound where i tried to jump onto this random uh concrete thing during a performance and i slipped and fell during oh, like no. a mid song so that was fun <laughs> tell me that's on video somewhere oh someone has it i don't know who but someone um, definitely has it, it. <laughs> next question what is your favorite non non-acapella activity Ooh, non-acapella activity i for some reason am really i'm really big on just playing smash there's like this super smash i got into it last year i wasn't really a fan of it because i was just like oh this is i didn't know what it was i didn't know what nintendo switch was and <laughs> yeah i'm really not versed at all in that <laughs> and i got into it with 8-beat and then recently i didn't know these guys were into it so high and sound they're like big on smash too <laughs> so we've just been playing smash in our downtime but i'm a big video game person now that is awesome all right 
Number three, what is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve, people not doing their dishes. That is my number one. I hate it. Because it's either... don't come to my house right now. Because it's been a long week, okay? No, I get you. I get you. I mean, it's like, it turns into two. And it's like, the next thing you know, it's six. And now you have no dishes left. the (laughs) dishwasher is dirty and not full. I have no excuse. I don't get that. That doesn't make sense to me. I know. It doesn't. Anyway. (laughs) What is the last <laughs> show you binge watched? Last show was a uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. No, yeah, no, that's no, good no. at all. I saw that, but I didn't know if that's any good. Oh, I love it! It's so good. I I'm think judging it's... you so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listen. Okay, so I I didn't buy in when I first saw it. I was like, come on, guys, where really like the title, everything. And then I watched the first episode and I said, okay, I think this is cool. And then the second an episode and next thing you know i finished all 10 <laughs> wow oh that's how gosh. it starts yep that's how exactly how it plays out honestly you should give it a shot <laughs> all right we'll consider I will not, it but i'll take your word for it <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I think the best piece of advice, I think it's just my dad. My dad gives me the same advice almost every other day. And it's he just says two words, just keep living. He just tells me that every every so often that he can and i it's just really simple but he all he's saying is that i'm gonna experience life i'm gonna experience a lot of different things and whatever i experience probably won't be the last experience i have so he just tells me to keep living and i think he just likes to say it because he likes to brag about his life on earth and he's like oh you know i've done all these things you haven't seen nothing yet buddy so that's like his big thing for me i was about to say i'm like man it sounds like a very wise man and then you throw that extra part and it's like hmm and then he's bragging a little <laughs> I yeah, love it. I think he's a mix of both for sure. <laughs> That's great. Cats or dogs? Dogs. There it is. Love dogs. Uh, I love dogs so much. I mean, I love dogs too, but I have three cats at home. So. Oh, uh, you yeah, I mean, cats are fine, but like cats are like. I love, I love my cats. Okay. I mean, but also cats are kind of, in my opinion, cats are kind of like those, they're like pets that are like sometimes pets where it's like I want to be pet <laughs> yeah. I want to be petted and yes. then leave me yeah. alone for three hours but so then I like... don't have to care I don't I, not care I don't have to worry about them That's because true. they are so self-sufficient they yeah. are I mean they kind of pick and choose when they want to be pet I and mean then... that's great I would say I'm a crazy yeah. cat lady but I also have a husband I think you can still have that label of crazy cat Brian, lady Brian watch it <laughs> alright and on that note moving on to the next question what are your favorite <laughs> lyrics of all time Ooh, let's see my favorite lyrics of all time i think it'll have to be there's a song called uh, smile and right. it's just i think i forget there's i think there was a couple artists that did the song but there's just the lyrics is like you know smile though your heart's aching smile even though it's breaking oh, when there's yeah. clouds in the sky if you smile it's just it's i think it's just speaking it's just so such simple lyrics but they're just saying you know even though you're probably having tough times or even though you're going through some insane turnovers in your life just like trying to remember just to smile every once in a while or maybe even like giving someone else a smile because maybe they need it maybe they're probably going through something that you're probably not experiencing but just trying to show some show any type of some love or some happiness to people because you never you never know who really could use a smile from someone yeah that's a great song i love that song what is the last album you purchased the last album i purchased i think 
Ooh, I think it would have to one. be because oh, when was the last time a CD was bought? That's, oh. <laughs> that is the typical Man. response we get to this question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I think the last album that I bought was probably. I think Beyonce's first solo album. Wow. That might have been the last CD that I actually bought. Yeah. It's either that one or Jennifer Hudson's first solo album. That okay, was Okay, okay. So both very talented artists. Yes, and those albums were insane first albums, I think. Speaking of solo artists, who is your favorite solo artist? I think my favorite solo artist out right now, this is there's this guy, his name is a Masego. He's this kind of an underground artist in a way. He's Started, I think he's starting to build, pick up on popularity, but I love watching him perform because, first of all, he's like a really talented musician. He plays almost every instrument. And he's a singer. He's a rapper. He can. He's a, a really fun personality. I think he's probably my favorite. It's hard for me to choose because I have too many in my head right now, but he's, <laughs> he's definitely one of them. Nice. Last question. If you could have unlimited storage for one thing, what would it be? Unlimited storage for one thing. Let's see. I think if it was going to be unlimited storage, it would probably be uh, sneakers. I saw a TV show a little while back about a guy who had a sneaker collection and he was like a sneaker connoisseur. It was ridiculous, but also fascinating. Yeah, I, I, take, I feel I, that. I take it you're a big sneakerhead. I'm one of those sneakerheads that's, I see sneakers and I'm like, oh, those are cool, but I'm never mm-hmm. going to buy them. <laughs> or like, I'm like one of those guys is like, you know, if I could afford it, I would, right. but I'm a big window shopping. Okay. I like to see all these that. sneakers like, oh, I want those or I would love to have those. <laughs> Love to have those. <laughs> I love it. I'm with you. All right. So continuing this show's tradition, we like to end the show with our guest sharing a bit of advice for our listeners. So it can be about any topic, anything we've discussed today, anything related to acapella, just whatever you want. So Jarrell, what advice would you like to give our listeners today? My advice to our listeners today, I think would just have to be follow your heart and whatever dream or whatever crazy idea you may have about what you want to do with your life is never too crazy because I think anything is possible and you have one life to live. So why not go for it? Keep living. Thank you. That was great. And I was going to say, there's so much you can do. Like you could go into packaging science. Right? You know, you never I'm such know. A, I'm such a mean human being. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> it's, it's so random. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I it's granted. I'm all for it. Like if you, you can roast me whenever you want. Like it's, it's such a niche. Uh, not even niche. It's such a really specialized. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. not a lot of colleges do it. And my, right. I think my college has maybe, maybe 100, 200 people in it that wow. have been in it. So it's pretty small. And a lot of my classes, I see the same people every day, which is like, <laughs> you know, not unexpected. Right. Very well, and on that note, Jarrell, if our listeners wanted to learn more about the work that you do with 8-Beat Measure or Hyena Sound or any projects you have down the pipeline, where could they go? Yes. So you can check out 8-Beat Measure on my college group, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram is at the number 8, 8-Beat Measure. And on Facebook, it is R-I-T 8-Beat Measure. You can follow the Hyena Sound on Instagram at the Hyena Sound on Facebook at the Hyena Sound, and you can also find us on TikTok at the Hyena Sound. As you guessed, um, we also have a website where we do a lot of concerts this su- all summer, and at www.hyenasound.org. Eight Beat also has our own website where you can check out more about us and more about members and learn more about 
who we are at 8beat.org. And if you're ever interested in seeing what I'm doing, I'm doing a bunch of different projects with music and I'm putting things out on my Instagram at Jarrell underscore green if you ever want to check that out. Wonderful. We'll have to go check that out for sure. <laughs> yeah. Alicia, what about you? Where can our listeners find you? Well, I'm going to go follow Jarrell right now. Okay. You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram name is e.squared1989. You can also find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Alicia. That's E-L-I-C-I-A Edwards 19. You can also find my acapella group, Inversion Acapella, on on Facebook and YouTube under Inversion Acapella. You can also find us on Instagram and our Instagram name is Inversion underscore SLC. Oh, that was a mouthful. Don't judge me. What about you, Brian? Uh, listeners can always find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. And then all the work that I do with College Acapella, go follow and look at it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. College Acapella, two P's, two L's. And then as, of course, listeners, please go follow Talkapella. We have a Twitter account, Talkapella, simple. And then go to our website, talkapella.org to hear previous episodes and hear all the news about upcoming episodes. And on that note, we want to thank our guest today, Jarrell Green for coming on the show. It was such a cool, exciting episode. Thank you so much. That's me. That's me clapping. Honestly, this is so cool. I've never actually really like done a podcast or like actually been done something like this, something like this, especially in acapella. So thank you guys for having me. Like this has been really fun. Yeah, we're we're so glad that we could be part of that experience for you. It's really awesome having you. So thank you. On that note, we also want to give a shout out to Acaville Radio. They are the ones who stream all of this content that we push out each and every week with such amazing and incredible guests so give them a follow on twitter and facebook at radio as well as instagram and that's going to wrap it up for us today on talk thank you all for listening for everything else stay tuned